Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Bad Dinner Guests. I am your host number one, Kev. Oh, now I feel bad. I'll be host number two. And here's host number one, RJ. No, host number one was... Uh, oh, I had a SpongeBob reference and I lost it. Boom. The He was number one. Who was that? Mm. The hat? The number one hat? There's a listener at home. Squidward? There's no. somebody just screaming in there. Yeah, no, it was right like a one-use character for just the episode. And Larry from HR is going to come over and have to have a talk with him. We have an HR? No, but they do. We're they talk about in the their, check in I their cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, did you get the memo? <laughs> did you get the memo? What are we doing again? So, I cut off this intro. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm a little thrown. Yeah, that's because of our new title. <laughs> I uh, I had suggested the, to prompt me when it was when we were live that RJ will, will shoot me a finger bang, at a, which was obvious. I mean, God, that's a rookie. That's like the first thing they teach you is you know you can't softball them in there like that. But uh, we we had an interesting. Speaking of finger bangs, we had a very interesting evening last night that at one point featured a burlesque show. In which we saw all all kinds of things. I mean, I don't, I don't even. I'm not really sure where to start with it. It was a great time. First of all, I had an absolute blast um, at the burlesque show. Yes. Okay. Did you? Um. Nah. No. Not my thing. I was. I was. I mean, digging it. Okay. Man. I was laughing my ass off, to be honest. But like, would I go to one on purpose? No. It was funny to me, and I appreciated, like, they went all out. Like, those motherfuckers were acting hard. You know what I mean? Like, they were just, they were all about the show, and, like, I really respected that. And it was funny as hell to me what they were doing and shit. But it's not like, I don't know, I can laugh at dick jokes for, like, five minutes, and that's all it's got for me. Oh, see, I can laugh at dick jokes until, I don't know, at least 11.30 if I'm up by 8. Um, I <laughs> The funny part, okay, so shout out to my favorite character, in the burlesque show, which was Andy Rogeny, which I just uh, props props for the name. Uh, it was a great it was a great dance. That was the one we walked into. So when we walked in, there was just uh, I can't remember what song. Let's say it was Dirty Diana playing in the bar, and there's this dude like kind of on his on his back doing what would I guess it reminded me of the movie Showgirls, kind of you know just kind of doing like a backwards crab walk on the stage. I wasn't quite sure what was going on at this bar when we, when we first walked in. Um, so unfortunately we missed most of Andy Rogeny's performance, but now, you still Andy my Rogeny was Andy Rogeny. Yeah. And that was the black. No, that was, that was the dude. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. He was, he, we didn't see him really perform cause he was finishing his bit as we walked in. Was I still smoking a cigarette during him? M- maybe. Okay. It was the first was thing I saw when I walked in. Okay. Um, and he was, <laughs> but yeah. So how long did it take you to realize you were in a transgendered burlesque show? Was it instantly? Um, well, it wasn't completely transgender to be fair. Well, absolutely, yeah, it absolutely it was wasn't. a burlesque show. But it, it was mixed. It, it was so. Did, did it take? Did any of the dudes trick you did, at no. all? No, I don't think. Because that's one of the things. I thought they were all but one dudes, and the the one that I didn't think was a dude had titties that I saw. Yeah, which was interesting. Like we we saw like nipples and everything, which I, you know. 
I wasn't, in our defense, again, I wasn't even that excited about that. Though. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, it, but her her bit was interesting. She was popping balloons, uh, which I get, is a thing for like, you know some people. Probably I wonder really if were like that. somebody there had a fetish for that, or if that's like a, a thing because I'd never seen it. Or maybe like she just watched the right episode of Bob's Burgers and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna pop some balloons." Um, some listeners may get that reference. That's the only place I've ever seen it. Is, is it an episode of Bob's Burgers? I've seen a lot of Bob's Burgers. There's uh, there's one where they go and visit Bob's parents, or maybe it's the mom's parents, and they're about to get kicked out of the swingers' old person's home because they won't attend any of the swing parties. <sighs> and that's when you find out that Grandpa has a fetish that the only thing that gets it up for him anymore is a woman sitting on top of a balloon until it pops. And that's the only time I've ever seen or heard of anything like that until last night. And then I, when I saw it with my own eyes, she was wearing like a balloon dress. It was very interesting. And yeah, it was well, other, yeah, other performers were going up and picking which ones to, to pop. Hmm. Uh, and then at the, at, at the end, just everything sort of accidentally fell off for her. Or maybe it was done on purpose. I don't know. She, poor thing. She couldn't cover herself up with her arms. There was just too much, too much there. Yeah. Very, uh, Valacious? Is that the word? Is it voluptuous? Voluptuous. Mm. Thank you. Valacious. I don't it know. Sounds like a means. like something you should put it on a like steak. A sauce, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a really good sauce. I'm glad we're on the same page sauce. there. Yeah. Mm. When we retire from podcasting and start our steakhouse, we will feature a finger bang with voluptuous sauce. <laughs> the, the finger bang. Yeah. It's uh, too bad. I'm sure that's already trademarked. <laughs> it's uh, about to be. Are you like I want. We need to make T-shirts. Like maybe the first bad dinner guest T-shirt is just a finger bang steak. Uh, yeah, with just sauce like all finger over bang. <laughs> oh, it could just be the the finger bang symbol. That's what I'm saying. It just says like finger bang with yeah, and mm. it's nice and easy. And then you know the <laughs> bad dinner guest on the back where it belongs, uh, so I can see it when I'm can behind you. Can the bad you. dinner guest be like splattered like a cum shot though? Yeah, that, yes. Okay, we are. We're yeah, we are on, on wavelengths page. right now. Yeah, this is exactly. what happens when I drink and you're sober. <laughs> It's fantastic. Well, I, neither of us were sober last night, but speaking of, of not sober now, my the, the most entertaining part of the evening for me wasn't even actually a, a performer. It was that creepy dude with the, with the pedophile goatee that I believe was sitting next to you for most of the night who I, I watched almost hit on just about every patron there. He was just, you know, he, he liked it all, which, you know, I have nothing against that. It was just fun to see this guy in action pretty much just swinging for all the fences. Um, do you know the guy that I'm talking about? Unfortunately, I do. I was wondering if you had any, like, run-ins with him, so I was seeing where that was going to go. No, I didn't. So I didn't personally. I watched him try to hook up with two lesbians that were in a couple. Like, they were there together. I believe one of them was a performer. Mm-hmm. And I saw him try and fail at both of them individually, which I thought was funny because they were sitting right next to each other. And so he just went, like, one struck out, then just went right <laughs> next down to the other one. And I thought he was, and I was next in line, so I got a little worried. <laughs> but then the uh, the host of the show walked up on the stage, and I think he went to try to grab some cheek, and uh, then I was able to slink away. I I want to empathize with him first, as because I didn't witness him going from one performer to another or as I would say, one lady to another because the entire room was performers and, like, us and comics from the show we left. So, like, 
but I want to empathize because as somebody that like every night I go out, like I go out to have fun, but I'm trying to get laid. I'm not even going to lie about it. I'm not going to say I don't go out and I'm like not thinking about or trying to get laid or looking for it. That'd just be a straight lie. <laughs> like that is how the night, like if it's a successful night is going to finish. Otherwise I'm like, eh, it was fun. But, that's the determination. Yeah. If factor. I'm going out and I'm like, I'm drinking until the bar is closed. That's I'm not staying there because I want to drink the last drop of beer at that the bars legally serve. It's just not. Yeah. Okay. So, but I'm I'm honest about it. So I can empathize kind of with him, just like being probably way too drunk, way too early, just being like, well, <laughs> one of these bitches. See, we're <laughs> we're a little different there because so you go to the bar to pick up women, and now I go to the bar because the counselor said it's not a good idea for me to keep bottles of whiskey in the house. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, I don't like to get drunk unless it's with other people. So like, I can't sit here and drink but I could sit here and do other drugs and be perfectly okay with that. It's weird. Yeah, and that's how I, I knew, yeah. first knew I had a problem when I preferred to drink by myself. <laughs> that's when. And I started talking to this bartender, Lloyd, that was across the room. Um, but yeah, uh, alcoholic jokes aside, uh, <laughs> this guy was... And also, he, he was just wasted. Yeah, he was wasted. So when we got into the bar... I, you sat down and then chick sat down like right behind you and I had to like squeeze in behind her because I wasn't trying to squeeze in between you and the performers. That would have been kind of weird. So like I squeezed in between like you and her, but there was space when I squeezed in. Mm. There was enough space for me to stand like uh, horizontal with the bar and not have to be like sideways to it with my like shoulder against the bar. And like you I ordered my drink. your dick yeah. at anybody, yeah. Yeah, so like I like get my drink and stuff and I'm turned around watching the show and uh, next thing I know like I accidentally I bump into homie and so I apologize for bumping into him because uh, that's what you do I thought and he like acted like he didn't hear me or maybe he didn't hear me or whatever and like I kind of ignored him and then I was like I just said I was sorry because like I bumped into you my bad dude and like he looks at me dead in the eyes as if he can see my soul this little ginger man <laughs> And he goes, you have no self-confidence. I was like, damn. <laughs> like, I had no idea what I just bumped into. Like, you are way too drunk. I don't know how you could see that through me in that state. Is it that obvious right now? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, fuck, you have a good night. And I just turned around <laughs> and kind of laughed about it because it was funny as hell. But it was so random. <laughs> It's it's as if what do you do to come back from that? Yeah, it's as if like God just channeled himself through this blacked out ginger. He's almost like a like a, a ginger gypsy at this yeah. like a yeah. It's, it's like a some kind of soothsayer or something. I it, but I didn't know that. That is fantastic. He that's just, why I said I wanted to save it for. It was just so. I was like, what what is this? <laughs> just dead in the eyes. You have no self confidence. And like five minutes later, he's like, "How old are you, man?" I was like 24. He's like, oh, I got a lot of respect for somebody your age coming in here. And he tried to give me like daps and shit. So maybe like he was channeling and has no like recollection of that shit happening at all. He, it, it's, he was it, just black out like, you have no self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> and then like comes back. He's like, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> you got some pussy? Yeah. What's your name? Man, can like, you wingman for me tonight? You get some. <laughs> Meanwhile, he he's got a mustache that reminds me of Kurt Russell in the Hateful Eight. Now it doesn't go full out to the cheeks, but that bad boy was was thick. You know, I I don't <laughs> imagine he's ever had a cup of coffee that 
he thoroughly enjoyed because uh, it, that yeah he he's be good nice I'm impressed by the mustache I don't know any other way to say it and somebody uh, that can't grow facial hair obviously I I yeah. It is what it is. I was jealous. I mean, beard envy is a real thing. I experience it on the daily, uh, constantly tugging at mine to try to get it larger. But, I mean, that hasn't worked in other areas either, so I don't know why I keep trying. Uh, <laughs> practice, <laughs> practice makes perfect. Uh, <laughs> you know. Maybe. Maybe. We'll find out. You know, we, we basically started talking about this as if we started for a burlesque show, and the entire night started. I mean, it started at Condado's with... Assy McGee. Yeah. But after that, the reason we got together was for the uh, the open mic night. Yeah. Which w- in comparison to the burlesque show, which was which was your favorite part of the night? Well, I'll start by saying the comedy show had much better music. Um, <laughs> it was only on in between uh, the the performers, obviously, but they were throwing down a Rick James medley and just a lot of seventies funk. So right off the bat, I would you know point to the comedy show. I, it's hard for me to pick a winner because the, the burlesque show was such a pleasant surprise. Like we were there talking with the person who was running open mic night and he just told mm-hmm. us that's where he was going to be. I don't ever remember seeing him there, but no, the he didn't go. He said he wasn't going to go there. Oh, I asked he's, him to come. Oh, us. oh, okay. Yeah. He said he wasn't going. See, I, th- I no. thought he was going. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, we didn't see very many people from the after party over there. Um, so, I, we just walk into this burlesque show. We don't see any of the people we're supposed to meet, and we happen to stay through till the end. Uh, by the way, yeah, it was. I knew we weren't meeting anybody there. It's no. the person that like I feel a little bit responsible for dragging us there, and then being like, "Oh, okay, well, this is a little different than I expected." Um, no, Nick was. Uh, he recommended it, and like when we got there, I was like, "Maybe this motherfucker was trolling us. Maybe he wanted to send us because we were we weren't doing it on purpose." But it looked like we were trying to do a showcase in front of the fucking comedy. Store. Was it? Is that what and, happened? Uh, to me, like outside looking in as somebody that's just always negative and has no self-esteem as the ginger predicted. <laughs> I was like standing there as like people were laughing their dicks off. And I was like, this could look like we're just trying to impress, dude. But we were all huddled in there and we were just carrying on a conversation. We would have been carrying on without him there. Yeah. like that. So it wasn't like that weird to me. But And I was like, so at the bar when I'm seeing this dude on stage like in balloons or the chick on stage in balloons, I'm like, maybe this dude trolled us, but they have an open mic night there. So he probably wanted to like, they like to probably send people in the circle. Yeah. I hope. I really hope that it uh, now. See now, I'm gonna be the the lack the lacking self confident jackass <laughs> next time I see him and be like, dude, I'm really sorry. By the way, I was just blacked out. I didn't mean. I wasn't testing one liners in front of you. Yeah, don't. Make <laughs> don't make, he probably won't remember it. That's fair. Yeah, it was. We were really drunk and he wasn't. Like it's fine. Okay. But it was just. It was funny to me because like I've gone there before by myself or with Rico and never had those kind of interactions, but it wasn't looking for him. So it was kind of interesting that just that night it worked out and we'd both kind of like talked about doing that shit. And like, I don't know about you, but I talked to several of the New York guys that were from like out of town just when I was at the bar ordering drinks about shit and everything. And like, they were just giving advice and why they moved and all that kind of shit. Just, I figured it's probably because they were drunk as pissed too. Right. But like they just wanted to talk about shit and that was cool as fuck. So it was kind of neat to be there for that. And that's why I liked it more than the burlesque show for that kind of portion of it. But as far as just fun in the moment, the burlesque show was kind of more fun in the moment, even though I wouldn't go voluntarily again. <laughs> yeah, right. It was, it was it's, still it's more the, fun the surprise factor because, yeah, yeah, we went there just, to just see. I, I personally, I had never been to an open mic night. I had no idea like what that 
would be about. I just, I wanted to see what it was like. And, um, yeah, I didn't expect really to interact with any of them. It just, it was a small patio and it started raining. Uh, people were out smoking cigarettes and stuff. So, uh, I, I cut what it kind of reminds me of. I, I think I've talked to you about this before. I, I remember, uh, I was filming an MMA show once, which was, I think 12 to 15 fights. And I just remember after filming those 12 to 15 fights and watching people just beat the shit out of each other and be all aggro all day. I felt incredibly aggressive the entire rest of the day. You know, they say like in football stadiums, you can cut the tension with a knife. Well, there's a little bit of truth to that. Like you can actually feel it. And so I feel like if anything, what happened was we sat there and watch people tell jokes for a good two hours. And so when we finally were in a conversation, like it would just felt like a time just to crack jokes, not to mention if this just kind of how we interact with each other normally. So I'm hoping it wasn't any toe stepping, but, uh, it was all it, organic. W- it was really cool to just talk to those people anyway. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. I, I definitely am going to go to another open mic night. I highly suggest it to anyone who wants to go get drunk on a weekday because it seems like they don't do those things on the weekend. But there was a good, there were some good, they were good and bad, you know, it's, it kind of, that, that was interesting. You know, they're, there was were there any lows to the night for you i know i know you you had a little venture that didn't that didn't pan out there was a specific low in mind that i'm talking about and i believe the culprit to the downfall of of our nights is the same person do do you know do you know what i'm talking about right now pinky well okay oh see no you have a okay pinky was one who was the like enemy of the night yeah i i had a completely different one for a second actually and I'll, I'll, I can explain to you, I, Pinky, absolutely, uh, that's the, uh, for those of you who aren't there, would be the uh, lovely pink-haired bartender that tried to tried to beat up our, our good friend RJ for going to pee while other people were still in the bar. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. That's what pissed me off the most, was there was other people in the bar. Can you restate the question, but... Either do it prior, and I'll just remember it. What was the actual? Who was the? I thought it was just the the enemy of the night, right? Basically, okay. But but we yeah, had. I stand by. Okay, it was so a long night though. Yeah. Let me think back. Enemy of the. We had a cool ass Uber driver. You had you had a quest that you were on, and then there was someone who kind of got in the way of that quest, and then oh, that same person. Are you talking about Meth Mouth Sister? Okay, well there's there was Meth Mouth Sister, but I was talking about the <laughs> guy, the bearded guy. Uh, the friend zone guy who kind of cock blocked you and at the same time guessed that pizza was invented in China. Yeah, Meth Mouth Sister was the one I was going for. He was the one cock blocking. Yeah, he was yeah. the one cock blocking. You were going, yeah, and and then. But he didn't want it. He was literally just playing cock block. Yeah, he was literally just like, yeah. this is my friend and and she's coming home and where she's going to be safe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, he wasn't necessarily that. That wasn't exactly an accurate portrayal of how he talked, but I feel like I'm pretty close. What you can do on the voice there in that situation as a friend is give enough of that vibe between them that you kill the chance of them, like, because now they're going to separate, and she's going to go in with whoever her original group was, and then he goes, and you know you're, like, set for the night more than likely. Yeah. But before he stepped in there, they were, like, trying to hang out with us and all kinds of shit. But he, like, broke that. It's that, it's a sales thing. Like, he breaks the sale. Is all you have to do. You have to get them out of that mindset and acting like two people hooking up isn't two people i mean fucking we're talking about her as meth mouse sister okay yes there was some sales going on in both directions here yeah uh, pbr did a lot of work for mm-hmm. but 
so you but that's all and all he had to do was step in there and break that that little back and forth up enough and it was just it was over and, and as much as you know we, we are good friends what what angered me more than him cock blocking you as much as i, I like being a good wingman was I haven't seen that. when we were outside i mean i like <laughs> i didn't say i was good at it i, I like it i I feel good when I can do it, but I'm just, I, I'm not great at it. Um, and so more, more so than, than him playing defense on you was the moment we were all out, we were outside waiting for our Uber driver and they're playing some sort of weird trivia game. Remember that they had like a deck of cards, um, which actually isn't a bad idea. I think I'm going to, it was the bars cards. Meth Mouse sister oh. was actually a bartender there. Oh, shibby. Well, and I'm assuming what happened, if you must know, was that somebody in our group was drinking an open container on the street and like Pinky came out and saw those open containers, saw Meth Mouth's sister who bartends there or no Meth Mouth, saw Meth Mouth. That's the bartender. Yeah. Okay. Meth Mouth was the bartender, saw her out there with the open containers and the group and like threw a low key fit because that's when they went into the bar was like soon after that occurred. Got it that that bit of context does add some to the story um when it when it comes to the trivia game though one of one of the questions i don't know if you remember this was where pizza was invented and our our good friend sir cockblock guessed china for that answer which was as i think we all know is is in, is incorrect um I'll let you guess as to where it really came from, but, uh, so I honestly, and I was kind of giggling because you probably would have hated me if you would have heard the answer. Um, just, I was giggling last night because I was like, well, shit, I'm glad he didn't hear what I said. I really thought pizza originated in New York. I didn't think it was an Italian food at all. Oh yeah. It was something that was kind of thrown together over here. Because you don't talk about people going back to Italy to get pizza. No, it's a very different product. It's a complete... So my inside track to it is my entire family on my mom's side is French. And it was a very big... There's a lot of racism between the French and the Italians. And anybody who saw... uh, What was it? The 08 World Cup knows that. Uh, That's the famous headbutt to the chest play. But anyway, so when my un- when my uncle decided to marry a full-blooded Italian woman from Italy, it was a very big deal. And I remember, not like a very, very big deal, but you know what I mean. Like, he got a lot of shit for it because there's that low-key racist vibe between the two countries. And anyway, so we're going to visit my uncle and his new Italian wife, and she actually made for us Italian pizza, which is not anything at all like you would is think a pizza like a is. pizza? Kind of. It almost like... Almost like a flatbread. It kind of felt a little bit like a like a lasagna like I, you couldn't you weren't like eating it with your hands yeah it was kind of like closer to a chicago style deal more than like the new york style but and but, but between that and then we have lucky we have our resident <laughs> italian here because every good crew has one i wish he was here i wish you, lucky i wish he was here he's uh he's working it away uh making making the donuts listen he has not been making me enough money i put him on fifth <laughs> Are you fucking shitting me? Three calls last night. You got three? I think he's like hanging out somewhere else. Uh, is it, I think he's like snacking and just like eating off and watching shit. 
And then, like, he just goes there, and he gets enough calls that I won't be checking into. Yeah. I mean, that's you only you always just work hard enough to not get fired. Yeah. I mean, it's not a glorious job. And he knows I'll take care of him. Yeah. Excuse me. I, hey, can you blame him? My pimp hand uh, ain't strong. <laughs> that's what you get lucky for not being here. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. So China was not the answer. And Italy <laughs> was the answer. And I got very, I, I wasn't upset at first. Like, it was very funny to me. I'm like, haha, this dude said China. When I got upset later was, I can't remember what joke that I made. I made a joke to one of you guys. And then it might have been, now this could be a drunk brain just putting two parts of, of separate conversations together that don't matter. But I hear either way, what he said was enough to make me be like, I actually walked down to the, blo- the end of the block and back. I thought you were being like in a character almost. I didn't think like. I was. No, no, no. I, I, like, I didn't need to walk it off. Like I wasn't actually going to headbutt the guy or anything like that. It just was like, I didn't want to laugh or, you know, I, I couldn't, I might not have been able to resist the urge to start up a dialogue with him after this point. And I didn't want to like, just be an absolute asshole. And then, you know, you might go to that bar again. And I didn't know it then, but you know, basically, I wasn't trying to spoil the scene. I mean, you had put some work in. You got cock-blocked. I wasn't trying to turn it into a whole thing. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm not trying I'm to... I'm always down to turn it into a thing. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, yeah. I'd... If if Pinky's coming at you because you have to pee and you're like, this is about to become a thing, I, I'm dropping the towel. I'm ready. I got <laughs> your back. I don't need contact. It's fine. I like that. But that's just, it's the shots and it's the beer and it's just, it's what happens. But, it, yeah, it... I'm, <laughs> So if I had if I had started a dialogue up with him after he had he had chuckled and said I I feel like I'm the smartest person here, and it was just a combination of guessing that pizza came from he China did say that. and then saying I that he I yeah he's and he like looks at us and giggles a little bit and it says that he like I, I feel like I'm the smartest person here and it might have been a completely different it doesn't matter what they were talking about if it had nothing to do with us just the idea that 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 a person can in thirty seconds say. I'm pretty sure pizza was invented in China and then confidently look around and say, yep, I'm the smartest person here is to me a microcosm of what is wrong with this country right now. And you guys want to talk about Trump all you want. You can talk about Black Lives Matter all you want. We got we we are just blissfully ignorant and proud of it. And and that's my uh, that's my lecture for the day. Just uh, fair. I kind of I wish. Because I keep trying to get you drunk and take you into public, and you still won't go into these diatribes with people. And I feel like that's where you're going to find your comedy. But my my issue is, although maybe the root of everything I'm saying might be the truth, I'm trying to soften it up and tell it in a joke, a joking manner. But I just feel that people are too sensitive these days, especially when alcohol is involved. And I'm not trying to get in a fist fight over being trying to be witty in public either um and so i just i I keep my mouth shut i'm ready to drop the towel i mean with pinky for real but with that dude there it would just be roasting him no no yeah but i'm saying there 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 are people at the bar that if you get roasted that want to get physical i had i had a guy try to fight me because the bartender had asked him to leave because he wouldn't stop talking about how his dad knew the founder of the mormon religion and how it was a cult and it was funny because at first we were laughing but then he just he was like, no, man, I'm serious. I'm like, dude, I get that you're serious, but you realize you've you've told me the same three pieces of evidence four times in the last 20 minutes, and like you're just repeating. He was saying like his dad or grandpa, I, I forget the story. It, it was a and it was an absurd. 
this is like railroad I, getting spread across the country. Season. Yeah, this is Indians uh, still attacking the uh, homeland, which is what made you know his adamant nature even worse. You yeah, know, I where it's just I like, come on, man. Like, and I didn't at one point. I was just like, look, they the lady asked you to stop talking about it, and you won't. It's just you, me, and the bartender here. Um, and at that time it was actually, my girlfriend was the bartender. I know I'm a name dropper there, but at that point it's like, you know, if I was basically the help, you know, I was there to stick around in case anybody got unruly, um, you know, so that way she wouldn't break their skull with a chair. I was usually, I, you know, I was the pacifist, but, uh, so yeah, you never know. And that's why I don't really engage drunk people. And honestly, I don't engage a lot of sober people either because I get on Facebook and I read what people write down on the internet and I, I'm just, I'm always afraid. It's like landmines out here. I'm afraid that the, the next person I talk to is going to be that, that just blow hard. I'm so just, is the expert who's gone out for the last four nights talking to the person that's only bartended for a couple years. <laughs> the majority of my interactions with people have been in basically how mine and your conversation is going right now. And that's what gives me hope. Is because you hear about the PC culture and you hear about everything, and even the people that might be more sensitive to it are still like, "I would never react like that." Like, I just don't say it, or I just don't do that. And I'm like, "That's cool," but uh, like, have an emotional response to it to the point where you're uh, triggered. I hate the word triggered because it's so comical to me. But there's no other way to like because you're not hit, so it's not like a, yeah. a, a repercussion. It's not a what's the uh, when you hit something? What's the effect? Thump. <laughs> <laughs> not where I was going. Oh, not the sound effect? Yeah. Not, I didn't need <laughs> onomatopoeia for it. Um, this isn't the po- Yeah, I can poetry find the hour. word onomatopoeia right now, but not the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's interesting. Good. I was <laughs> just practicing for a, yeah, our next no, our next open mic night will be slam poetry, but go ahead. Perfect. <laughs> we welcome you tonight <laughs> to slam poetry with bad dinner guests. <laughs> Lou just comes on stage. I raped a girl in Nantucket. <laughs> Yeah, I'm ready for that. <laughs> I don't even know what I was she talking She looked about. at my dick and won't fuck it. <laughs> I don't That's know how I've she got. saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew an old-timey word for like a long period of time that also rhymed with saw it. My well's dry over here. Mm-mm. Which hopefully is not what she said. Oh, that's one of the excuses that got used on me two nights ago. <laughs> really? But no, no, not really. But she's I'm like, sorry, I'm all dried up down there. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm 45. But <laughs> <laughs> I've had three kids. Yeah. I was like, bitch, I know. Why and do you two think grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> we call you meth mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, what I was saying is, is I only had one true argument with somebody that was like actually offended by anything I had to say. And I've been to... A myriad of crazy different bars, uh, drunk as piss every night, and you know I don't have like a filter when I'm not drunk. So when I'm drunk, I literally have to like work myself out of holes constantly. That is what I spend the majority of my time on Snapchat doing is just working myself out of whatever hole I'm in at the time. It's a good hobby. Yeah, like, to get into the hole later. Yeah, working in and out yeah. of holes is yeah. I can't wait for the next late night tips. Yeah, oh, well, I can't. I can't wait either. Shout out to Sean B. I've he's gonna have some interesting stuff for us. I think he always does. He's he he's the guru. I need some Sean B. Advice. Okay. I really do. So I'm excited for it. But I've already told you. But I've decided I'm waiting to like send a follow up until we the day we're gonna record that episode. Yes. So I'm hoping it's gonna be another couple days at least. 
But I was like, then it'll be like, I can get some Sean B advice on what he thinks to do with yeah, it. Yeah, I like it. Because I think, I think he can be raw. You think he can be raw? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, I think he can be like, I think he can be like realistic and honest with it. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Because I thought you were talking about the condoms. And to, and to be fair, yeah, I've never no. physically seen him put a condom on, so he might go at it raw all day. Late night tips will be fun. I promise. <laughs> Bring this up. We'll just listen to this prior. We're 32 minutes in. Just note that on your notepad. Uh, late night tips, 32 minutes in. Uh, give me a finger bang. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting that's Since the title. Since we're getting into cryptograms. <laughs> I we were about to talk about something and I completely lost it. I got, oh nope, lost it again. That's funny. Did you uh did you but you had a good time at the the, the open mic or you Oh yeah, I loved it. I, that's what yeah, that's what I, I what I went there for. It was just the spontaneity of walking into a burlesque show and then you know, having the uh the drag queen host who was phenomenal like that dude that dude was rocking it and you know what i it was one of those things where i kept having a thought maybe this is more about me than anything else and i was just like you know do they have this room this dark in here like to like is it you know this guy could probably trick somebody you know like he had the like the long ass wig how much did you have to drink i had a lot to drink <laughs> <laughs> now because the, the 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 white lady dude like that i could tell right away but the with the the host it actually like it took you know the giveaway was like the razor burn on the chin that was when i was like oh okay i see what's going on here but at first now granted like i wasn't i i, I had i had a lady friend present so like i wasn't going to be doing too much staring it could have actually been a woman up there and i wouldn't have been like zoned in you know i would have i was kind of purposely staring at the ceiling make sure i don't get caught staring at anything but I was I was like I was pretty comfortable because there was such a random like crowd there. I hope I didn't cut off your story. Jeff. No, no. But I was I was so con- like I didn't have any problem watching and laughing at everything they were doing. Oh no! I, yeah, normally I loved I'm the it. first. I don't. You. I, my one rule is no butt stuff. Like that is my one rule is no butt. And I was in there. And I'm like, this is fine. Like this is just kind of fucking hilarious. I loved how hard they. Were. It was to me. It was the same as a karaoke night. Just the people that are trying the hardest to sell it are the most like entertaining, no matter what. But the one dude with the wig didn't he come from like out of state? I don't know. They all the way to see you, Kev. There's yeah. Uh, so we've been pen pals since middle school, and you know I just I saved up some money and and booked a venue for monday but uh no I'm, I'm not sure but they it's a lucrative business uh i went the only other time i had been to a drag show was a nina west thing put on that again it's funny the thing that us things us positions us straight dudes will go into to try to get like we'll literally go into what some other you know a more homophobical male would would consider a lion's den in all in the attempt to bang a self-proclaimed fag hag as she liked to call it. And I never got it either. So like, I just, I swung and missed so hard. I got real drunk and used like a cheesy pickup line. And there was, and there was a gay Can, dude around to put me on blast. Do you remember what the pickup line was? Um, I believe it was something along the lines, because she had given me shit earlier the night about being nervous. And I was not nervous about going into a drag show. Like, I, you got to play along a little, though. And, and, and well, and then so they what I, what I did is I said something stupid that probably sounded pro- good in like a 90s teen movie where I was like, well, you know, I might have been a little nervous, but it wasn't about 
the drag show or something just, you know, just something like that. Um, yeah, just a, a real, a complete whiff. But, and, and so I found out that Nina West goes, just travels the world and makes like, like a, an ass ton of money, uh, pun intended, um, just going around and doing those kind of traveling drag shows. It's like, uh, like their own Barnum and Bailey type, you know, just a Roman, I don't, I mean, it's kind of like a circus, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a traveling entertainment, like Cirque du Soleil or anything like that. Like, they just post up, do a Vegas style, but travel. So maybe it's very possible. The venue is kind of small for someone to be traveling from too far, I would have thought. I mean, there we were, what, like 20 seen, people in there? I have seen concerts at venues nearly that size. Really? From, like, bands from way out of state. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying, how much does that gig pay? Like, a couple uh, hundred bucks like that? Are you going to drive? Are you coming out from New York for two hundred dollars? Yes, if that is your your if that is your dream, I, okay. Pay okay. Two hundred dollars okay, okay. to go from Kentucky to Columbus to do uh, twenty minutes of stand up. Deal. <laughs> Even though, well, yeah, okay, that's slightly different for. Uh, well, if that's it, it's the same work requirement. Well, no, I just meant like as far as the distance. I'm I'm talking about physically coming from New York. You're you're gonna lose money oh, to get to Columbus from New York. Yeah. They do it that's, for the exposure. Yeah, that's yeah. You're it's, right. You're right. But are you talking about the comedians or are you talking about the drag queen? Because I was talking about the drag queen. I was talking about the drag queen yeah. too. I just was like, I don't know if they would come down to a bar because you, you're saying you do it for exposure, but there's 20 people in the bar. So, right. Uh, yeah. But there are 20 people there for a drag show. I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like and that and, is your market. And the eight of us that walked in just randomly. Yeah. Which your timing on you're lucky. Maybe you're lucky. I don't know if you would have cared. You're you smoking that cigarette is really what stopped you from being up on that stage. Like she grabbed the those dudes walked in at the same time that I walked in. And I just you know am good at being in the background and so they got, you know, they grabbed she he he grabbed their attention, got them up on stage and some of them were incredibly uncomfortable. That was one of my favorite parts was the really drunk guy who was like I ain't scared of shit or something like that. <laughs> I was like, I this like, dude might make out with his drag queen right now. Pounds. He's like, you better be scared of me. <laughs> I really wish she would have started to pick him up. That's what would have sold it for me. When she did that, that's what I was expecting. I was like, you got to pick him up. Like you can't like at this point, you're just bluffing as much as he was. You got to pick him up. But she didn't go for it. I really think she should have went for it. She wasn't drunk. I think it would have. I think something would have happened, though. Dude, no, he was I playing th- it along. He was laughing, and if he would have fought it, he would like an asshole in front of his friends. Cause no, they, no, no. I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm thinking like I've been feeling time, baby. Oh, you think he, he would just start making out and be yeah. like, "Oh my god!" I think you would have put thought it. I'd be picked up by a strong black woman man mm-hmm. and taken like. This. I think it would have. I think there would have been a moment. My I think boner it, just went inside me. That was the direction. <laughs> But the guy behind us, I think that's why he was there. Yeah, he was like, "Yep, you're right." I'm just saying, like the dude, the dude was blacked out. He was the the, the, the he, but maybe both of them. The, but either way, that's mm-hmm. that's what I th- I, I thought. There's I felt I felt a little connection between the two of them up there. Yeah, and uh, I think I think uh, a young man, uh, a young OSU student, learned a little something about himself on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Quite Something possibly. He may or may not have known before. So man bun at the open mic night, speaking of that. Was that his name? His, oh, no, no. I know who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was like, I fucked a few dudes. Were you like, 
We know. <laughs> I was surprised. I, I was surprised. Yeah, me too. But then I wanted to make man bun jokes. <laughs> but it was just, I was like, oh, you know, that's a strong, like, because nobody, like, so to me it wasn't, like, using that, like, shock humor. It was, like, I liked it. I liked the way he did that. Yeah, like just kind of subtly slid yeah, it in like yeah. it didn't really matter. Yeah. Like it was just like, oh, it's casual as if everyone has done that. Uh, that was part of the beauty of it. That might have actually been my favorite act of the night. Um, it was, yeah, it's what, the one that I remember the most right now. One of the uh, things that I noticed, and it's one of the reasons I don't know that I'd ever be able to stand up there and do that myself is is, is the nerves. A lot of those guys had... Uh, we're still going on. I know they're testing out new jokes, and that's something to consider, too. They're reading off notes. And he was one of the few guys that just kind of came up, actually had a lot of energy, was walking around the entire stage, uh, kind of used it. A, a more of the, we, we heard a lot of the monotone, like, so yeah. I live in my grandma's the basement. The monotone thing is really hot right now, and I don't know. And that's in, like, just stand-up you're watching. Yeah. But the the note thing... I wouldn't hate on it too much because I've seen some high energy guys out there with notes before. Oh yeah, and I was saying, I mean, not necessarily like it was just like an added bonus yeah. for him. Not only did he have the energy, but he also it, his five minutes were really smooth. Yeah, he 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 already had. You could tell he'd been up there. Like he wasn't a first timer. He kind of was yeah. easily. There were no ums. There were like there were no hard mm -hmm. restarts. He he was able to transition from one joke to the next right. relatively easily. Even the one time where he ex kind of explained his own joke, he said, "That's a that's a racist joke couched in a pedophilia joke, and that's the kind of wit that doesn't get you <laughs> yes. on Funny Bone." And so it's like even then, like that was still a pretty good uh, job yeah. of, of jumping. And that was the other cool part about it. you get to see guys in different stages because there was the the other guy who was recording himself and we both we all felt bad because we could we were a table behind him and we could see that he had cut his own head out of his recording. Yeah, he had a good he had a really good set, too. I thought there were a couple of guys yeah. that were really good. Yeah, um, it was it was uh, very entertaining. The, oh, the white people crash economy. He's been I, I feel like I've seen that bit before. Oh, you think so? I think he's been doing it for a minute. I think I've seen it before. It was, yeah. But he might have been one that hadn't been back for a while when he came out with strong stuff. Because that bartender, I asked her how long she'd been working there, and she said a year and a half. And, like, the last time I was in there, she was in there. But Okay. I don't know. So it could have, that longest had been a year and a half ago, but I've, I've only been in there one other time, and I feel like I've seen him. Because that one's that, it's kind of just out of the circuit for whatever reason. Oh, it, okay. Yeah, see, uh, I'm, I'm new to the whole scene. Yeah. And it was... It's definitely something I'll try again. At least as I'm, I'm definitely gonna go watch more of those. Yeah, that's uh, good. I can't yeah. wait. I know you're thinking about doing it though, right? Again, I know you're. I've been like mauling it over. Lauren like almost had me convinced. Like I had shit worked out and like shit like that, and then other shit happened. And I just like dropped it. But like I've scrapped more notes than I can count. <laughs> it's just I never am happy with it, so I'm like throw this shit away. But yeah, no. When you do it, man, let me know. I'll go up there with my little handy cam. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even film the first time. Jesus That's fine. I'll just Christ. live. I'll just. Don't worry, guys. It'll that'll be, be what I'm playing as I hang myself. It'll be live just like <laughs> this is right now yeah, on like YouTube. Police, I got you. The police will understand. There will be no investigation. I can get, I can sneak record like no other. You should see the tapes I have in my room. <laughs> Fair. I have. <laughs> I never was good at hiding other things but cameras. Um. <laughs>
that's your game, huh? Yep. Like that dude in uh, American Beauty. Just <laughs> shooting pornos at my neighbors and trash bags blowing in trees. I never saw American Beauty. I thought you were talking about American Psycho and so you tar- started describing it. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, also, yes. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, I do we I do need to return some videotapes after we wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to uh, return some videotapes. That's just a, an excuse you can't use anymore. I know. It's so just heartbreaking really? unless you go to Redbox, unless you're there are, i mean it's yeah, still that is true they're at every, they're at a lot of gas stations and kroger's true. it's it, only like 250 a day it's so still you there but like, you don't have the 250 you know your town hasn't made it up to the next level yet when you get when you go back home and the family video is still in operation um yeah. there's now there's no more there's no longer two locations in town so they are they are getting close I there's a town in Ohio that still has a blockbuster because we pass it every once in a while. Wow. Yeah. So, and it's not. It it has to be like a family owned thing. That's it's not like in the middle of a desert somewhere, right? You're, <laughs> this is it, an optical illusion. It'll be a illusion. desert probably fifteen more years. The town is like crumbling into itself. Well, everything will be a desert in fifteen years. I hope so. <laughs> Trump twenty seventeen. This place will be Mars. Yeah, that's why I voted for the giant meteor. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah, God had to go do something stupid like promise no more floods. What a dick. Thanks a lot. You're telling me you could kill everybody? You could fix this all? In a matter of 40 days? Right now. You wouldn't even have to try. <laughs> I know a dude named Noah that's all right. <laughs> He's not a carpenter, but shit. He can build a boat. Yeah. Yeah, he probably could. I wasn't even talking about that Noah. Oh, I'm just any Noah in yeah, general. Yeah, I could... I could see it. I could see him building a boat. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm, I'm in. Uh, it's got, I second that. Cool. Um, and we've got this live. So when everyone else, you know, every time anyone else listens to it, God will hear it then too. So that makes me happy. And then some people might be like crossover from a religious podcast already yes. praying for us. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those they're definitely, if they listen to that one, they're, they're praying for us daily. I had to give a disclaimer to somebody today. I was like, Hey, if you go to our website and see that, it doesn't mean we're religious. Like I just had to remember that that could be like it's the like first a, thing that they yeah. saw and they'd be like, Oh, hmm. it's like, don't worry, man. Yeah. Please read the description before you make too many assumptions. That's what, you know, there are a lot of things to hate about 2016 and society today, but you, one of the things I love is like that moments like that right there where it's like, it's like the cultural acceptability is to, it's almost like atheist or more socially acceptable now than a devout Christian where it's like, Hey, look, man, don't worry. I'm not one of those guys. And I love that. People are still completely acceptable of the Christian that has the Bible in the room, but it's the ones that talk about it publicly must be fucking crazy Yeah, because they get made fun of so hard. And to me, a Christian they apparently is not don't have that YouTube. much crazier than an atheist. No, it's really not to me. Uh, just because uh, anything's possible. Yeah, exactly. As a guy who relates mostly to a religion that doesn't exist anymore, I I, I can't really call anyone else crazy. It lives in you, Kevin. It, yeah, exactly. Yes. That's all it ever needed. I am. I am. Therefore, Jesus I am. In you, anywhere that people gathered in His name. Yes. That is where the church is. Yep. So the religion doesn't have to be anywhere anymore. The, the Holy Spirit. It guides you. Is consciousness oh, potentially? He walks with me. Yeah, we, we got to power through and do another Genesis one soon. Now, now that we're talking about it, yeah, just it's been fun. There, there. To the listeners that I don't even know if we told them we were bad dinner guests, 
um, I believe we did like that. But we'll go, we'll check the tapes. We'll cool. go back to the instant replay later. <laughs> I want to do it like on Red Eye, where like somebody's watching in the background and halfway through gives us an update on like how much bullshit we've spewed. Halfway through the show, Red Eye, they'll just like stop it and they'll be like, "So this was wrong. This was wrong. This was wrong. You said this." And it's just funny. We need to get Nate. Nate is our guy for that. Because yeah. half the time when he's on, he's not listening to us anyway. He's researching something else or fact-checking what we just said. That would said. be a good good one for him to... Yeah. yeah. I like that. He's got a future in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're keeping you on, Nate. Yep. <laughs> As You've passed your yearly review, Nate. <laughs> so, good luck in 2017. We're counting on you, bud. Give it another good one. I, I'm happy. I feel like we just got we got shout outs to almost everyone who yeah. <laughs> worked into this. I think I've made fun of Lou, praised Lou, shout on Lou again, made a rape joke in Lou's persona yeah. for Lou. Yep. Could it be say on behalf of Lou? I think I think so. Okay. Uh, what I think is that you were actually channeling him in that yeah. moment because, you know, he's got some hidden knowledge. He he certainly does. It's that Italian knowledge. Which he shares on his comic book podcast. It's just hidden. Yes. Every sixth letter of every fourth word he speaks. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about the symbolism hidden in that Assassin's Creed article he wrote? Woo. I wouldn't even edit the thing. I was like, look, dude, this is too this is too powerful for me. I'm not going to... I don't want to die in six months. It's like if you see the burning bush and you're blind. Or if you like go underneath a tomb. Or not underneath a tomb. Underneath a pyramid. Find a tomb. <laughs> or know something about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> especially that last one <laughs> the most deadly of diseases of 2016 yeah i guess we should talk i mean were you are you were you slash are you a star wars guy because that's kind of a big thing that happened watched today him. I, I saw the lady friend died i'm so like everybody's like why is so many celebrities dying this year and like Pop culture wasn't even a fucking thing where celebrity existed until like Be 60 or 70 years ago. And since it started existing, it's only grown. And as people have eaten it up, we've made more celebrities. Yeah. And we're at like the crux where, yeah, you're going to lose a celebrity every fucking week at a certain point in this society. Yeah. Because they're all aging out. And at the same time, we're replacing them, but at twice the rate. And exactly. And so um, it's just it's going to everybody's going to have one hit. There's just so many more of them. Like yeah. at some point. Vanilla yeah, Ice will die, yeah, and people will be like, "Oh my God, we lost Vanilla Ice!" Yeah. It's like, dude, you guys did nothing but make fun of him for and thirty then years. Bieber's gonna die on the same month, and then after that, some bitch we haven't heard of yet on YouTube who has one hit that everybody's gonna see is gonna die. It's gonna, it's just, it's one. Yeah, YouTube sensation. Exactly. It's it's <laughs> uh, now the dude from the memes dead. Yeah, the meme guy, Bat yeah. Dad died. Uh, which actually, you know, I, I don't want to put any bad juju on that dude. He's got kids, but. Um, <laughs> So the one that I want to talk about a little bit, because I've been working on this article I hope to get out here in the next day or two about my belief that George Michael may have faked his own death in order to sell more Christmas songs and the two documentaries he was working on. Okay. He died silently at 53. Not, I'm not sure if any, if anyone, uh, knows why i don't read people magazine so if there's been a release as to what he died of i don't know what it is yet mm -hmm. um aids, AIDS. <laughs> you heard it here first folks <laughs> <laughs> uh 
It's walking out on a limb. Bad Denegus breaking news. We're going to call it early here. Although, and you know what? But but in a more serious note, because I am working on that article, and you will see it someday soon. But in a, in a more serious note, I guess, uh, I feel like we should pay a little bit of an homage to George Michael, because in his own way, he was a founder of what the ideals... You know, he put out Who ideas that... I know nothing about this. So he, he wrote... He was in Wham. I. He wrote... The song I'm he Googling sang the song Wham. last Christmas. Like um, I laugh at all the. You remember the sexy saxophone says. man? The no. that was it. Never gonna dance again. I, okay, so he was a pretty famous musician, and um, but one of the other things he was famous for is getting caught uh, masturbating. I believe it was in. It was. I think he was in a porn theater. I don't think he was in the. Wham, I'm sorry. I don't actually. Can you look that part up for me? Where did he get caught jerking off? It was either. I want to say he was in a Wham, a, a, a rest stop, and it was Pee Wee Herman that was caught in the Pee-wee porn Herman theater. Th- I don't even think it was a porn theater. I think it was just a regular theater. Okay, nice. But so in that in that sort of essence, George Michael is a sort of a founder of you know, bad dinner guests in his own right, because we would, you know, in, I want to see a world where you can jack off in the, in the restroom, in, in the, in the public restroom. If that's what you want to do, there are walls. Just clean up after yourself. What do stall? I care? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You, that's, that's, has every, that as, has, I mean, that as long as he's in the, as long as he's in the stall, that's fine. I mean, I doubt, actually, I shouldn't say I doubt it. He might've been the kind of guy to stand in front of the, the sink mirror and flex while he did it. I don't know. That feels a little more Pat Bateman-y, but assuming, and, and you are... Get pop culture references. That's, that's the American Psycho. Americans, okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's my autism. <sighs> oh, yes. If he was in the stall, then, you know, he was living the kind of life I would want to live. You know, who hasn't been on an eight-hour trip and then gotten a text message that put some ideas in their head and they're like, man, if I could only just pull over at this rest area and fire one off on and the toilet. Driving. What, and just like rub it out while you're driving? Fuck it. Yeah. Just catch it inside your t-shirt. I mean, there, we have options. You don't carry a tube sock in your glove compartment for this? No, no. So in France, no, I just sneak into, like into public str- safety laws. So mm-hmm. like you even have to carry a vest. So it's probably like more mandatory over there, but consider it. Just next to your vest and everything in your glove compartment, just keep a tube sock. And in those situations, you're prepared next time, and it won't be. You don't have to put the public in danger. Oh, well. Yeah, I suppose. We did more things like the Europeans as well. So you're saying I shouldn't sneak out into other people's backyards to do it? Because that's usually, I just find a country road, and then I'm like, oh. That's if you're, like, seeking the thrill, and then you don't have a choice. Oh, is that a barn over there? I bet there's horses in it. Yeah, you don't have a choice at that (laughs) moment. That's a completely different kind of, like, you're not going to get any satisfaction. Well, you say that. Um. And keep it private. I'm sorry. I had to step away from the microphone. I should have finished that. Uh. That had to sound like innuendo. Come to think about it, uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, yeah, you we summed it up. Video. You summed it up about as best as you could. We <laughs> do need video. It would help that's, a lot for that's, moments like this. That's the next step to it, but step to it. I I don't know. I do you. Uh, I, I'm feeling the uh, the call. Something's telling me it's probably about wrap up time. Yeah, I think you're safe. Safe to say that. 
Uh, we do appreciate it, folks. Um, you can check me out. I'm RJ again uh, at Sixty Great Radio, or go to Bad Dinner Guests with an S dot blogspot dot com. Kevin is at my boy Kev. What else do you have? Because you're the Twitter guy. Uh, you, yeah, it's at at Bad Dinner Guests. You can follow all the other shows. Uh, there's at Late Night Tips. Um, yeah, there's at BDG Bread and Circus for that show. Uh, follow us on Facebook. We, we we post everything we do there. We recently, you know, shout out to everybody. We, we slipped them all in individually, but I just want to do a little patting on the back of everybody else that helps us because we have hit over a hundred tracks as far as so between the the four or five shows that we have interchanging in and out we've got over a hundred tracks so from zero to 100 real quick yeah uh it's a lot a lot more when when we did this thing six months ago we didn't expect to be doing it this much so uh hope you guys are enjoying it we're going to keep getting better that's the whole point but uh congrats to nate and sean and lou and jarell and mono and everybody have i missed anyone you of course rj you know buddy our, our homeboy, he's helped us out. So I think we had Noah on for an episode. Yep, absolutely. Yep, Noah. Noah Nichols. He's an author. Check him out. But yeah, more to come in 2017, that's for sure. Still more to come for 2016. But Some shit could go down on December 31st. I will make no promises. It, it is, yep, that's true. So, But I do appreciate the faith. <laughs> and that, see, that's a George Michael joke, and you don't even know it. And that's, oh... That's a good way to end it. That's how you know we're in the Matrix, folks. (laughs) Have a great night.